Hello and welcome to AMM Conversation, official podcast of the Association of Medical Media. I'm your host, Jason Karras. Before we begin this final episode of season three of the podcast, please make sure to follow, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. We appreciate the support. In this episode, we'll continue our exploration of the medical media landscape as we head into 2021 with industry veterans from Frontline Medical Communications. My guests today are Mike Guire, Frontline's Vice President of Sales. Mike has more than 25 years of experience in the publishing industry. Prior to joining Frontline in 2016, Mike enjoyed sales leadership roles at Elsevier, Walters Kluwer, and Skyscape. He's a former president of the Association of Medical Media. Also joining me is Tracy Sears, publisher of Clinical Endocrinology News and Clinical Psychiatry News. She too has more than 25 years experience in HCP promotion including advertising sales at the American Medical Association and media planning and buying at Ogilvy, KPR, and Klempner Advertising. And finally, Devin Gregory, National Sales Manager for MDEdge Hematology Oncology. Devin's the Director of Sponsorships for Medscape Live with a focus on oncology and hematology. Devin's got more than 15 years experience in both medical marketing media and live medical conferences. Welcome to the show today. Mike, uh, you know, the pandemic uh, is really no closer to being completed. You know, while the vaccine news is wonderful, it's not an immediate fix and hard times still lie ahead. Could you just start us off with a, you know, sort of state of the industry, both from a 30,000 foot view and, and you know, how Frontline's doing? You know, if you, uh, if you list all the things that 2020 has, has put upon us, I think anyone would foresee that it would have been a, a, a very trying and, and troubling year, which it was in a lot of ways. I would say that it was it was definitely very different. I think one of the things that we found, is, you know, because not only do you have the pandemic, you have an election year and election years are always very tricky when it comes to uh, medical marketing. In some ways, the pandemic might have offset the, the, the election year to some degree. The pandemic um, created an environment of which all Pharma marketers were looking at different ways to reach physicians uh, rather than the, the traditional ways they would have through their their sales force. So it created a lot of opportunities for us, quite frankly, in the, in the medical uh, communication side of things. Um, so while we had certainly challenges on, um, you know, we we do a lot of live events within within our organization, and that was that was challenged. But we, you know, having all of the vehicles that we do through, through digital, through print. Um, through video, through audio, uh, we were able to reach physicians and HCPs in the environments that they were looking for content. I mean, HCPs were engaging content in our environment yep. at greater quantities than they had previously. So, and that makes sense. They're looking for trusted partners, trusted places they can get content. And um, and so, in some ways, um, you know, the pandemic and everything that went on created uh, a greater need for the 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 information that we provide. While I will say it was definitely different and definitely trying, there were, uh, and and some some marketers decided to do different things. Some decided to to pull back, while others decided to ramp up. And and quite frankly, I don't know if there was a wrong decision in any of those. But at the end of the day, it, it ended up being. Um, I think we ended up in a very in a very good position. Can you explain the biggest adjustments you've had to make this year, and the changes that are carrying over into 2021 and beyond? Well, basically, I think when you're saying a lot of the marketers are looking to um, target, 
Um, sometimes they're looking to target by the HCP, but they're also looking to target their message um, as well with some of their assets. Um, but really the adjustments, um, you know, what we're doing is I don't think we've really missed a beat with Frontline and MD Edge because a lot of our content does come from meet, live meetings and events. Um, we were still able to provide all of that content um, to the HCPs, you know, virtually. So we really, we're continuing to be, as Mike said, a trusted source for the HCP and also MD Edge, we, we go across multiple yep. specialties. So I think that's another reason why marketers are looking to us, multiple um, HCPs in their target list with, with MD Edge, and as well as all of the specialties that we cover, we have a lot of contextually targeted programs that we can do. As you look towards programs and, and the conversations you're having with clients for 2021, what are their challenges, but also what's working best for them right now? I, I feel like I'm seeing a lot more targeting. Um, and, and I also mentioned about the message segments. That's another thing. Um, they want to run different messages to different parts of their audience. Hey, Devin, you know, what's different about marketing plans and media planning for, for 2021? Uh, hi, Jason. Th thanks for including me on this, uh, this podcast. Um, I will say while... You know, while the old school meat potato buys, you know, ENLs and on-site contextual placements, um, those are, will be, you know, you know, have been and always will be around. We definitely saw a shift in ask from our clients, uh, whether it be RFPs or, or virtual meetings, um, for a more uh, in-depth, immersive experience um, regarding advertising. So, uh, you know, for example, we're doing a lot more MDIQs, our, our gamification quiz tools than we have. Uh, in years past, and uh, shameless plug, we're uh, we're launching a, a challenge center on the on the ed side um, that we're getting a lot of interest on. Um, again, mainly because the you know we're hearing that the you know drug reps aren't getting it to see ACPs anytime soon, and it's we're getting more requests for kind of that deeper engagement, immersive time spent with brand, and again the. The old school meat potato buys are always going to be there, but for sure a spike in um, a more immersive HCP engagement experience. I agree. <laughs> yeah, and Mike, uh, you know, in print advertising has, has had its struggles as, as, you know, over the years, you know, Frontline remains committed to a print publication portfolio. Can you provide a, a forecast for 2021? You know, it's funny. I think I think if you, we, went, we went back about five years, we'd probably talk about print and digital and live events. And really, you know, the way that we're approaching it today is they're they're all they all have their part in the way that we're we're reaching out to the HCPs, and um, they could be different touch points for different HCPs or just different touch points for the same HCP. So the print uh, remains a focus and and a, and a very important part of what we do. We've, you know, we've shifted a little bit in, in how we uh, approach print. You know, I, I'd say, you know, in year, you know, maybe five years ago, we were a, a print first type of organization. And now we're certainly a digital first type of organization. And what that means, that, that doesn't mean anything's more prioritized or, or like, but what we do is we think of how the digital experience will be and, and how to deliver, you know, a lot of our content is news-based. So you have to be digital first. First, it's it's you know not only daily, it's hourly. It's it's uh, within the hour. So that's how we're we're creating an environment. And then our our print publications take 
take shape from how we're doing uh, doing our uh, daily, you know, daily updates through our through our digital platforms. And um, it's still a you know, so we everyone knows that everyone anyone that's familiar with the 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 syndicated data that's in our field knows that HCPs still interact with all of these different types of formats: print, live events, video. Uh, digital all over the board so it's important to have and, and that's really how we you know we differentiate ourselves not only from the marketplace where we like to be able to work across platforms and across media but also with the HCPs they you know we can we can create a message that's um, that's consistent across whether they're at one of our, our, our live events or meetings that goes into print where we follow up with the coverage from print where we do a recap with a video uh, reporter from from a conference and such so um, they're all very important you know I think one of the things that's been um, I would say a stress point on print has just been the fact that it's not trackable in today's yeah. day and age where everyone wants to to have immediate metrics on what happens when someone sees something print doesn't give doesn't provide that opportunity it tends to you know you can't plug in your print result into a into a spreadsheet like as easily as you can when you see you know, an opened email or a, or a impression based buy or something like that. So I, I'd say we are committed and, um, and, and, uh, but it's all, they all work together. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. Cause you know, you just explained, you know, HCP marketing has to be multi-channel, but five, three and a half years ago, that was still multi-channel in terms of majority print. And then we have a bunch of other digital products, right? right. Now it's more of a basket, a basket full of you know, and everything has more of an equal weight in the basket, right? Yeah, and we're we're you know the important thing is figuring out how everything works together, and it's not we're we're not treating them as as separately, I you know as separately as as probably the industry did you know like you said five or ten years ago. We're we're trying to figure out the mesh points and the best way to make sure that the HCP feels comfortable getting that information across all the different platforms. As we fine tune that, it creates a better marketing environment for all of our partners. Dev, I've I've heard that you know the pandemic sparked a spike in email and website engagement. I actually saw uh, and, and did a, a fact sheet with um, DMD that showed you know emails went off the chart, email engagement was off the chart in April, May, June started to fade a little bit. Question: Did you know Frontline realize such a spike? Has it continued falling off? Hit a plateau? What's the expectation for digital engagement moving forward in twenty one? So we on the on the oncology hematology side of things, we're typically cyclical in and around the major conferences, ASCO, San Antonio, ASH. Um, so, you know, we usually do see a, a, you know, a peak in the valley here and there, but ever since, you know, post St. Patrick's Day, um, you know, when COVID really, um, you know, really took its grips on the country here, uh, we saw a spike and it's been, it's kind of stayed up, um, you know, not you know on the oncology hematology side of things where we were seeing an increase on positions obviously coming for the regular news but we were printing as, as well as publishing as well as many other mds titles um covid stories we for sure saw it in the fact that you know some acps are not in the office every day maybe more time to engage but we also think a contributing factor is they're coming to our sites to particular disease state, whether it be oncology, hematology, rheumatology, dermatology. Uh, so yeah, we've, we've seen a spike. And um, from what I, I'm seeing, I'm, you know, I, I think it's going to continue into, uh, into well into next year. Trace, Endo, Clint Syke. Same, uh, 
thing that um, Devin had just said. We're seeing a, a lot of spike around um, the major meetings because again, they were virtual. So um, we were providing that information to them. So we did see um, a lot more engagements with our emails. Uh, what about for 2021? You expect it to continue? Are you forecasting it to continue that high level of digital engagement or is it gonna potentially fall off as specialists start to get back into the offices and have less time on their hands? I think it's going to continue into 2021. We're, we're providing the information to the HCP in, in all different forms. We're reaching them, giving them the content in, in the format that they want. So if it continues to be digital, then that's what it'll be. We'll be right back after a word from the Association of Medical Media. Hi, I'm Tad Von Dijk, Executive Director of the Association of Medical Media, and we're thrilled that you've taken some time today to listen to this episode of our podcast series. For more information about our organization, please go online and visit www.ammonline.org. There you'll find a host of different resources and materials and tools that you can use. It's all part of our commitment to the medical media industry. And if you're inclined, we'd love to have you as a member. You can always reach out for ideas for new podcast series or to let us know you'd like to become more involved by an email to help at ammonline.org. Thanks again, and we'll get you back to this interview. We're back with our friends from Frontline Medical Communications. Let's continue the conversation. I've had a couple of questions on different you know, roundtables. How are we going to compare 2020 to 2021? Have you guys had any of those conversations, Mike? You know, not specifically. You know, I don't know that it, it'll be interesting. I, that is a, that's a great question. And it's going to be, I don't even know, trying to forecast what that's going to look like. Maybe it'll be a lot of grasping at straws to some degree. I think, I almost think <laughs> that for every brand that may have, pulled back a little bit or um, launch brands that may have delayed the marketing for their launches because they didn't want to launch during a pandemic or they have a product that isn't conducive that's really relying on on the patients getting this see the doctor for every one of of those that we encountered it almost seemed to be offset by another brand that was taking the approach that since their since their sales team can't get in to see the doctors since there are is no more personal personal sales interaction through with the HCPs that they're reinvesting and and putting that putting funds towards reaching HCPs in a in a non-personal way. So it seems very much on the surface like it could almost be uh, they could neutralize each other in a way. At the end of the day, it's all going to you know come out in the wash, and we'll see exactly how that plays out. But I don't know I don't, I don't know that I'm going to see any large dip or end or spike quite frankly. Um, for 2021 versus Frontline was acquired by WebMD about 18 months ago. I'm sure there've been changes and improvements to your analytics capabilities. And without going into the weeds, Mike, you know, how are you guys using data and analytics to fuel decisions and help your clients adapt to the ever evolving world of digital marketing? That's a great question. Um, you know, working together with, with, um, with, the, with the Medscape folks and, uh, and the WebMD folks, uh, I think what a lot of that has been on, on the back end, and it, it really helps our ability to cater messaging to HCPs, right? So uh, when we were just frontline, you know, you had a data set that was that was fixed. Now the data set that we have to pull from and learn from behavior and learn from um, usage patterns, you know, five times what it was. So having more data and data points. Um, at our fingertips is, you know, it's it's going to really help us fine tune what we're delivering 
to HCPs, when we're delivering to HCPs, how we're delivering to HCPs, you know, everything that we've done, you know, everything's focused on, on the edge and, and the print publications, but in the back end, having these learnings and having this direction that's, that's helped being guided on a larger platform of um, just having that, that large data set is, is, has been great, quite frankly. It, it really puts us in, a, in an excellent position to further deliver quality content to HCPs in the way they want to see it. Tracy, has it been a benefit to you and your programs? Yes, and and we are seeing that um, a lot of our clients do want more information. They don't want just the you know impression served and the clicks uh, and opened. Now, as you know, Mike said, they are they are asking for more um, engagement data. You know, and 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 what are they doing once they they click and where are they going and are they going to their site and are they they doing anything um once they get there um so it is it is nice to have that additional information and again the clients are asking for for this information and they 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 want it more often as well they just don't want it once a month anymore yeah i mean i was yeah i was talking exactly i was talking to rj lewis and amy turnquist for a podcast episode and they you know rj's like you know what used to be monthly is now weekly He's like, I'm sure mm-hmm. that yes. very soon it will be, they want it real time. They're going to want a dashboard yes. that's going to be real time. Have, have any of those conversations or nightmare scenarios been explored? <laughs> yes. They, I was going to say, they. oh, I'm sorry, but uh, we do have some cl- clients who are asking us for data on a daily basis. And, you know, as Mike said, we're working with uh, WebMD to enhance our reporting I, I completely agree. Uh, monthly is passe. It's now weekly. Yeah, I, I think within the next uh, year or two, uh, hourly, minutely, it's going to be. It's just going to keep uh, keep ramping up. You know, the flip side of that is it's an opportunity. That's a service that you're providing. You know, from a from a resource standpoint, it it is um, it's something that things would have to be. Uh, reallocated, invested in and, and such. So it is, it is a lot of work. And I think that's something that sometimes goes, um, can go unnoticed, right? It's not like we can flip a switch and we were just waiting every month to uh, to, to report on, on, on data trends. It was, um, it is something that, that we are looking at for solutions across our network. So um, the, and I think that, that helped, that, that also, so helps. There's efficiencies to be had in scale, and we certainly have the scale. And it's just a matter of figuring out because um, you know all cl- it's not it's not a one size fits all either. Everyone has different needs and requirements, so it's finding the common thread, finding what we can do, finding what we can provide. There's another opportunity that's been floating around that isn't talked about so much, and it's that cookieless future. You know, and the third party cookie is going away. You know, uh, Chrome, Google Chrome is made a commitment by the end of next year. A lot of enterprising marketers see this as an opportunity to put the value back on first party data. Where are you guys now and are you ready to take on that challenge of relying on your first party data? We're, 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 we were in a great spot for that. Um, and again, this is actually, this is another major advantage to you know the larger, uh, the larger scope of the organization now. Um, we can, we're, we're pretty nimble when it comes to making adjustments with regard to um, with regard to any sort of digital trends. I think we're in a we're in a much better spot than we were uh, a year and a half ago. Let's put it that way. Um, and I, I think um, 
yeah, we're we're well posi- we're we're well positioned to move with whatever which whatever direction this this particular movement goes. But like you said, it's looking like we're going cookie-less. So uh, we're 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 pretty well positioned in that regard. I know some association meetings are going to be returning late Q2. I've, you know, I've heard ASCO is going to be a go and some others might be a go like late May, June, or at least they're hoping to. Fall is probably a little bit more realistic, but I've spoken to a number of medical societies who are completely punting, you know, completely foregoing 2021 for in-person meetings or their large meetings are going to be punted and maybe they'll try some smaller scale meetings. Uh, you know, Dev, I know you do. We do a lot of programs. Uh, you do a lot of programs uh, and in person. What's the impact of in person meetings potentially returning and uh, in, in 2021? Yeah, so uh, great segue for me. So I'm, I'm actually on the uh, Medscape Live business unit as well uh, with business development on some live in person proprietary conferences in the hematology space. As a business unit, Medscape Live is operating as you know, we're virtual uh, Q1 to Q3 and cautiously optimistic with a potential hybrid model starting in, in Q4. Me personally, you know, I don't see a, a mass gathering uh, conference like, a, like an ASCO or a San Antonio, San Antonio Brass taking place anytime before, you know, August of next year. But yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a challenge. You know, we, we've had to pivot and you know, we had, you know, trials and tribulations on on uh, virtual platforms. And, um, you know, the first month for in 2020 of, okay, this meeting's not happening. You know, at first you try to push everything down the road, you know, March, April meeting, we, we moved down to October in, in hopes we'd have it figured out. But, um, you know, the first month I think was a scramble, you know, once we got our, our bearings and find out which platform is the best for ACP engagement and flowing and easeability of use, um, you know, we kind of figured it out. But I, I really truly believe that the mass conferences of, you know, 15,000 plus, I don't see those happening at all in 2021. Cautiously optimistic for the, the regional meeting, 150, 300, 400 attendance in Q4. But anything before that, I think is extremely ambitious. Tracy, what about your markets? Well, right now in the endo market is uh, the big endo meeting in March is already planning to be virtual. And um, I don't think they've made, and I'm also in the psychiatry market. I don't think they've made a decision yet. That's usually around uh, May. I I think they're still planning on in person, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I guess the flip side of that is, you know, during, I've heard that while, you know, it's lovely to be able to go and see clients, you know, clients actually have been more willing to jump on a regular zoom call. Have you guys seen greater access during the pandemic with your clients? Absolutely, for sure. Much easier to get a Zoom call. And I've had a lot of Zoom calls, you know, typically at a, a face-to-face meeting with a, a presenting to a media team, you know, you're looking at a 10 a.m. to a 2 p.m. You know, during the pandemic, I've had numerous, you know, 8.45 a.m. starts, 9 a.m.s, uh, 5.15 telecons. Uh, you know, the commuting factor is just non-existent, which, uh, which yeah. helps. So, yeah, for me, it was... Um, it was uh, it was easier to be honest to to, to get uh, the virtual FaceTime with uh, with the clients. You know, Tracy uh, on the AMM roundtable panel last week or last month with uh, Jim Delash of GSK and Lori Hancock of Merck, they said uh, you know new and social media have been around. Pharma just hasn't found a reason to to invest heavily in them. It is on their radar, but publishers need to provide a watertight case for their usage. 
and campaigns must produce tangible results. That said, the pandemic has accelerated their usage. What are you and your colleagues seeing when it comes to new medias and innovative programs as we look to 2021? Jason, right now, uh, Frontline, MB Edge, we're using social media really for our own promotion and communication with the HCP. So we're, we're letting them know we're letting them know about our content um, and any of our programs that we're doing via social media. So we're not really looking um, for uh, Farmit to promote right now. At this point. Any update on the podcast programs? Well, uh, initially, I think we were a little ahead of our, our time um, when we were, we were working on podcasts and multiple specialties. Um, right now, uh, what we've decided to do is focus on, on three specialties. We're in the psychiatry uh, the hematology, uh, oncology market, as well as dermatology. Um, all three of them are doing very well. Um, we now are seeing um, more of the pharma companies looking to sponsor, you know, with audio and an audio ca- uh, message. A lot of them didn't even have an asset to, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, promote um, on these uh, podcasts. So I think this is something that we're seeing now um, for 2021 a lot more interest. What's the what's the one thing you're looking forward to most for 2021 when it comes to HCP marketing? Let's start with you, Trace. We, we've been focusing a lot on programs that are more engaged with the HCPs. As you know, we've been talking about a lot about that today. And you know, Devin mentioned about our new challenge center. So that's something that we're looking forward to launching. Looking for for business to get back to some, you know, some sort of normal. I, I personally, coming an expert now with these Zoom calls, I actually do like the in-person meetings. I feel like they're more more engaging. Um, it's hard to read a room on a Zoom call. So that's yeah, what I'm looking yeah. forward to is, is going back to seeing my clients in person. To piggyback off that, um, I never thought I'd say this, but I, I can't wait to get back on the train down to Philly and into Manhattan on the old Long Island Railroad. And, um, you know, just just be out and, um, you know, the, having that social aspect of, uh, of our industry back. Um, you know, while I did, while I was happy and before about the whole accessibility on Zoom, I'm going stir crazy. My wife and kids want me out of the house. I, you know, I, uh, I definitely need to get back to uh, the snoozing aspect, for lack of a better term, personal industry. Yep. And, um, uh, yeah, I am for sure, you know, hopefully we can... Uh, Sometime in 2021, kind of get back to the, uh, the lunch and learns, you know, 20 people in a room and, um, you know, really, uh, really diving into the art of presentation and um, you know, captivating your, your audience in the conference room and that feeling of walking out of a great presentation. Um, I definitely miss all that. And uh, that's, that's what I'm looking forward most, hopefully. Yeah, there's a, you know, it's interesting you say that feeling, the microaggressions that you can only get when you're standing yeah. three feet from somebody, which we're not allowed to do, <laughs> in, let alone, right? Those, you know, that person, that, ah, that, you know, the eye contact, they get it, right? Um, they understand what I'm trying to, you know, what, what I'm trying to say. Mike, what are you most looking forward to for 2021? I do think if there's one positive that came of it, everyone's skill set with, Zoom calls and Teams and Google Meet and everything like that is uh, certainly fine-tuned now. So that's uh, one thing we can take forward. But um, like anything else, like getting in, getting out there and um, in, in front of the customers is, is very important. Heck, I, you know, just getting together as a group internally, as a team, to brainstorm and, and such and 
have a in-person uh, team meeting where we can all um, share experiences and, and and learn from different things. That that that'll be a nice a nice uh, nuance too to get back to to get back to that. And and Tracy Tracy and Devin both alluded to it. You know, we have some exciting programs that have been developed in during the pandemic with a sheer focus on HTTP and gate um, nice. and, and interaction. So, you know, we're, we're in the throes of, you know, rolling them out. Some have been, <clears throat> been rolled out and we're the early, the, you know, the early indications are they've been doing amazingly well. So um, that's, that's also exciting wow. to see some new products come out, just the, the success that they're experiencing right off the bat. Looking forward to 2021. I can't wait to see what our, um, what our, editorial team comes up with as far as what they think the next uh the next great product is to roll out to the HTTP. so all of that is uh you know hopefully you know, 2021 can only go up that's all for this episode of amm conversation thanks for listening this episode concludes season three of the podcast keep an eye out this spring for season four of amm conversation where we'll be exploring the effective strategies for engaging hcps via social and multimedia. AMM Conversation is the official podcast of the Association of Medical Media. Make sure to listen to each and every episode of AMM Conversation on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Kindly leave us a comment, subscribe, follow, or share this podcast. We appreciate the support. And make sure to check out the AMM website, www.amm.com online.org for the latest information and resources on medical media. In addition to fact sheets, industry research, and special reports, you can watch my monthly healthcare policy series featuring Beltway Insider John Bigelow or the new YouTube series, John Lochran Viewed Your Profile, all available on AMM's new YouTube channel. Thanks again. Have a wonderful day. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the guests and not necessarily to the host or AMM or any other group or individual.